To those of you who listen to my podcast regularly, I want to give you a little disclaimer before this episode starts. The audio is bad. I recorded this episode while driving home from the Twins Breach Conference that I attended this past weekend in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had a microphone on and I thought that it was going to sound okay, but it really sounds like I recorded it on the road. So I just ask your grace that you will bear with me because I really didn't want to re-record it. I was just kind of flowing some ideas that were popping into my head that I wanted to share with you and I don't want to start from scratch. So just this once, please forgive me for not having great audio and buckle up because you're probably going to have some ups and downs as far as volume and things like that. So maybe just turn it back just a little bit just to make sure nothing makes your ears hurt or anything. I think it's going to be well worth your time to listen. So don't turn it off. Definitely listen. But just understand that for this one episode, my audio is just not that fabulous. Okay. I also want to add real quick that if you are pregnant now and you are looking forward to the next round of the Your Birth God's Way Christian Childbirth Education course, please go ahead and shoot me an email at lori at yourbirthgodsway.com. And in the subject line, just put waitlist request so that I can make sure that you're one of the first to find out when our next round of the course is open. Okay. Be sure to come over to the Facebook group and let me know what you think about this episode so I can get some good feedback and see what you like, what you don't. Can't wait to talk to you over in the Facebook group. And the link for that is down in the show notes. Hey mama, I am coming to you from the road today. I am on my way back home from the Twins Breach Conference that I attended in Louisville, Kentucky this past weekend. And I've just got so many things that I want to share with you. And so I decided why not do it while I'm driving? So you might have a little bit more noise and background stuff going on than maybe I usually have. So just bear with me a little bit on that because I want to share with you some takeaways that I'm bringing home with me from this past weekend, spending four days with some absolute legends in the birth world, some things I learned and some things that I want you to hear about so that you can take them with you as well. Let's go. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth, if we work with His design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for His glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. All right, Mama, thank you so much for joining me again. As always, you guys encourage me all the time. I've been getting so many emails from you, and I just want you to know that I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate when you reach out with to me and trust me to give you some advice on your journey. And this weekend, I had the opportunity to spend four days with some people who are encouraging me on my journey from a different perspective. These are mentors. These are legends in the birth world. People like 
Sue Fishbein, Dr. Sue Fishbein, Bliss Young, Betty Ann Davis, David Hayes. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. There are others there. Just lots of people. <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't look at notes right now because I am driving. But it was just so encouraging. I was in a room of over 100 people who had all come together to learn more about breech birth, vaginal breech birth, and vaginal twins. And more specifically, really, the ability to have both of those situations safely at home. And so I want to tell you three takeaways that I am bringing home with me after this weekend at this conference. So the first thing I want you to take away, if you are in your third trimester and you find out that you have a breech baby, it is not the end of the world for your plan to have a natural birth and you do not automatically have to sign up for a c-section. Now I say that with some caveats obviously. You're going to need to find a provider who can safely care for you, a provider who is trained in vaginal breech birth. But after spending again four days in a room with 100 people who have other people that they work with in other places, I can say there's a whole lot more people out there than I realized and then you probably realize. There are a whole lot of us who not only have experience, but are also seeking out additional training to get better and better and better at it. And there's some providers out there who are who have caught hundreds, some of them even thousands of breech babies. It is available and it is a it is a viable, safe option. You have to learn how to, one of the things we talked about is looking at data and how to interpret data. And anybody can manipulate some of these really bad studies that are out there to say that maybe C-section is quote, safer. But what we have to do is really look at what does safety mean? Does safety just mean a, a live baby in the bassinet and a live mom in a bed at the end of the day? Or is there more to it than that? Because we all know that while a C-section may produce a quote healthy baby and a quote healthy mom, we all know that it also increases risks for future pregnancies in ways that are actually more dangerous than maybe the risk was to just go ahead with a with the vaginal birth. Say for instance, it's your first pregnancy and you have a breech baby and you're in a place that they automatically just do a C-section. And they see that they've saved the day in that situation because you're okay and your baby's okay, theoretically speaking. But they don't look at what might happen in that next pregnancy if you were to say have a placenta accreta or increta or percreta develop, which are life-threatening situations for both you and for your baby that almost never happen if you haven't had a C-section before, but they don't really consider those things. And it, when you are having a vaginal breech birth in the hands of a provider who is trained to safely handle it, you have a very, very high chance 
to have a, a successful breech birth. This is something that you would need to talk about with your provider to receive full informed choice, to be able to make a good choice, hearing all of the pros and cons of each option, and then deciding for yourself and for your family, what is the best option? Not having something forced upon you because you don't have any options, okay? And I can't go into all of those today. That's not really the purpose of this particular episode. I'm not really going into all the pros and cons. I just want you to know that there are options out there. If you are pregnant with twins, there are options out there. Sometimes to have these options, you're going to have to pay out of pocket, which I know is very, very hard for many people. But I will say that sometimes we have to sacrifice to have the care that we deserve, not only for our current pregnancies, but for pregnancies in the future, to make sure that we are healthy, not only physically, but mentally in all other ways in the end, okay? There are lots of providers out there though, who are willing to take care of you and are good at taking care of you, are skilled and experienced. And they're kind of sprinkled everywhere. So I just want you to be encouraged by that. Know that they do exist. It might require travel. It might require some money out of your pocket because they have to live too. But I don't want you to think that if you end up with twins or if you end up with a breech baby in your third trimester, that you are automatically destined for an OR. You don't have to be. And you can take back your power and you can take back your ability to choose what's best for you. It is possible and you can do this. So my second takeaway is I am so encouraged that not all OBGYNs are that bad picture that we all talk about that you want to avoid. I sat with Dr. Stu Fishbein for most of the days that I was there. We were at the same table. And I got a chance to talk to him about some things. I was there with uh, Dr. Milo Shavira, I believe was his last name. He is a obstetrician, but also a maternal fetal medicine specialist based out of somewhere in California. Can't remember exactly where, but out on that coast. I learned from a Dr. Denny Hart, I think it was Hartung, Hartung. Um, he was awesome. Didn't know anything about him. Had never heard of him, but he works at a little small hospital in Wisconsin and they do breach as a matter of normal. Like it's not even a big deal there. They do it all the time. There were also several residents. Well, I forgot Dr. Um, David Hayes. He travels with Breach Without Borders all the time and teaches breach birth. It's kind of like his thing. Breach is his, that's what he prefers even. Um, and then it, to what I was saying before, there were several residents in the crowd. And for those of you who don't know what a resident is, it's basically uh, the phase after medical school where a new doctor is learning a specialty. And they're usually there for something like four years, depending on the type of residency. And there were several residents who had taken it upon themselves to come here and learn these skills. This whole conference was put on by an obstetrician out of Louisville named Nathan Riley, who is all about giving women their power back and allowing them to choose what's best for them. And one of those things that he believes so strongly in is vaginal breech birth. And he's learned from several of these other people that I've noticed, so or I've mentioned. 
So it was just a lot of medical people, not just midwives. Of course, midwives are do this and are good at this and believe in this. But there was a lot of doctors in the room. And where those doctors all come from, there's other doctors. And so it is not without hope. And I have a lot of hope in there being change. Now, there's still some places that you're going to go and they're going to treat you terrible if you decide to have a vaginal breech birth or if you, you know, decide to have it at home and they hear of it or if you have to transfer. Unfortunately, there's a lot of situations where people are very uninformed and they will put fear tactics on you and, and any number of things. But that's not everywhere and I want you to be encouraged that that's not everywhere and there are are some really really good doctors out there who are spending their time on their own to get the training and the beauty of it is most of the ones who were there the reason they were there was because at some point along the way they crossed paths with some midwives who taught them the skills and they wanted to come learn more skills and, and to become more proficient at it. And it's just really, really encouraging to somebody like me to hear these doctors with, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40 years of experience under their belt saying that they learned from midwives and they know that midwives are the experts in normal birth. And so they are there to learn from us and they're also there to teach us because many of them the, the one, the first ones that I mentioned by name, they are also the, somewhere along the way when they came into contact with midwives, they learned the skills and now they have become experts. And so now they go and teach more physicians and midwives. And it's just, it's really good to see that there is a movement to reteach this skill that has been lost over the last hundred years or so. So I just want you to be encouraged. And if you find out that baby is butt down and you are in your third trimester, there are options. There are people that will help you depending on where you are. You can reach out to me and I'll try to help you find one of them. I've met, I've made contact with a lot of them this weekend. I've got several different networks now working where I can put you in contact with somebody who would love to take care of you. All right. So that was the second thing. And the third thing I want to bring up as a takeaway you really have to be careful one about interpreting data because there are some really bad data out there and you can pretty much skew a study to make it say anything that you want it to say and you really have to learn how to read between the lines to know what it says and also there's some really bad testing out there for the same reason let me give you an example. I'm not going to go into all the details because this is kind of medical talk and even some of it was over my head because I'm just not really much of a statistical person. But one test in particular I just want to want to talk about because it will apply to any of you who are listening to me that cross the threshold of a hospital during pregnancy and that is continuous electronic fetal monitoring. The monitor, the thing they strap on your belly anytime you go into a labor and delivery floor in any hospital in America. Continuous electronic fetal monitoring has become a standard that is used on everybody for any reason. High risk, low risk, doesn't matter. So let me tell you the thing about 
monitoring, I'm just going to say monitoring so I don't have to keep saying all four of those words. So th these monitors, they are very good at telling you that everything is okay. And what I mean by that, the markers that we can see in a baby's fetal heart rate that tell us that on the monitor, it's called variability. That means the line's kind of bouncing up and down. It means the heart rate's changing a lot. That's a good thing. And something called accelerations, which is just like what it sounds like. It speeds up and on the monitor, it looks like a little hill. Those two things are very, very reassuring. It's like basically a baby waving at you saying, hey, I'm good, I'm okay. The monitors give you something like 100% that's called sensitivity. It's basically telling you everyone who is okay. However, the other side of that is called specificity. That's basically ruling out anybody that shouldn't be considered in that test. That's not really a good way to explain it, but again, I'm not really going to go into the depth of it. And I don't have my notes in front of me, so bear with me. But basically, it has very bad specificity. And what that means is when the markers are on the tracing, certain kind of lack of variability, perhaps, or certain kinds of decelerations, when those things are present on the monitor, they are not very indicative of babies who are doing bad. So what that means is that if you see certain decelerations or certain patterns on these fetal monitors, a lot of doctors are going to act based on what they see on the monitor strip. And when I say act, I, usually that will eventually lead to a C-section and it turns out the baby was completely fine. So while a monitor is very good at telling you who's okay, it's very bad at telling you who's not okay. And yet this test is applied to everyone, even the low risk moms on every maternity floor everywhere. And the reason this is a problem is because this is what's contributing to the high C-section rate. All these moms who are getting unnecessary C-sections, they are on these monitors. And anytime there's a little blip of anything, doctors start getting nervous because of the liability factor of if something is wrong and they don't do anything, then they are afraid of getting sued on the back end. And that's the big thing that's happened over the course of history of these monitors. Used to, C-sections were not done very frequently because there wasn't this strip that would tell you the second some little blip happened. But remember, I told you that just because there's a blip there doesn't necessarily mean that something's wrong. And in fact, most often nothing is wrong. And lots and lots of moms are getting C-sections when they weren't needed. But how can you tell from that strip which ones are the few that do need it? That's the whole point, you can't. And so they have to treat everybody the same. So you may go into the hospital as a low risk mom who has very, you know, completely normal pregnancy, nothing wrong, completely normal course, everything's good. But you get put on this monitor and maybe your baby gets into a good sleep pattern and the heart rate kind of flattens out and you have a, a surgeon on, an obstetrician is a surgeon, who's looking at that strip saying, eh, that baby's not even good. We better just go ahead and do a C-section. And then they do your section and they bring the baby out and he's screaming and hollering and pink and healthy and nothing wrong at all. 
And so now you've opened yourself up to a world of risks that you wouldn't have had had they never put that monitor on you and instead done what's called intermittent monitoring, which means every so often based on where you're at in labor, every you know 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, depending on how far along you are. And that style of monitoring has good outcomes and it has it has a better track record because all these monitors that they've put in place the only thing that they have done is increase the c-section rate they have not improved fetal outcomes and they have not improved maternal outcomes the maternal and fetal mortality rate meaning moms and babies that have died just keeps going up it's not going down so if these machines are so great and they're so needed how come we're not having better outcomes well, I think you know a lot of the reasons that contribute to that. We're not going to dig into that, but I just want you to know that you can very easily be manipulated if you don't understand how to interpret these things. And it's hard. I give you that. It is hard. It's hard for me, and I've taken classes in research and interpretation and all these kind of things. I've, I had to do that for my master's work. It's not easy. But that's why there's people like me there's people like Dr. Stu and Bliss and all these wonderful people out here working hard to help you understand the situation and to help you find your way to the care that you deserve so that you can have the birth that you've been dreaming of, the birth that you desire. And for those of you listening to this podcast, I know you're Christians and you want your birth the way God intended it to be. And that's this all plays into it. His, we, we rely on his wisdom and his knowledge, not this, quote, expertise of data and all these things that are very misleading and often lead us into paths that cause us problems, honestly. They, they cause you a whole lot more problems than they would ever claim to solve. And so those are my three takeaways. There's so much more, and I'll be touching on different things that I learned in future episodes as the different topics come up. I, I was amazed at seeing, I mean, I have seen, oh my goodness, how many videos this weekend of vaginal breech births, just one after the other, after the other, after the other, and, you know, maybe this complication or that complication and how to resolve it, or maybe this one that was completely normal and that one that was completely normal to where... You literally don't do anything. You just sit there and wait for the mom to do it because the power, she's got it. She knows what she's doing. Her baby knows what it's doing. It's just a beautiful thing. And I just want you all to be encouraged. I want you to know that there are people like me out there who want to help you along this way, along this path. And, and we're doing, we're fighting tooth and nail, right and left to try to normalize things like breech birth for you. There are, there are, wonderful midwives and some that aren't even midwives who they've devoted their entire lives to compiling data to prove what we know because unfortunately we live in a world that wants to do this thing called evidence-based medicine and in their minds evidence is just data it means there's some study that tells you that something's okay but evidence comes from so much more than that it comes from experience it comes from the things that we see and practice, and that gets compiled over time. And there are there are midwives and another person named Rixa Freeze who works for Breach Without Borders. She's a PhD. She's not a midwife, but her whole life's work is about compiling and analyzing data to prove to the world 
what we already know in numbers so they'll believe us because some people that's all they'll listen to and then also just learning what practices work best and what practices maybe need to be let go of and things like that so that we are providing you the best care and that's their whole life's work and they're doing this because they love birth they love mamas and they love babies and they are trying to make it as safe as possible and as fulfilling as possible and as transformational as possible for moms everywhere. So just be encouraged. I hope that this has encouraged you to hear these wonderful things. Like I said, you're going to hear more little different bits and pieces here and there as topics come up. But I just wanted to encourage you today. I wanted you to know that there are options when some of these things that seem like your back's against the wall come up. There are ways to still have the birth that God intended for you to have and that you're dreaming of. So be encouraged. If you need help, reach out to me, Lori at yourbirthgodsway.com. Be sure if you're interested in signing up for the next round of Your Birth God's Way, the Christian Childbirth Education course, also shoot me an email at that same address and just put waitlist requests in the subject so that I can get you down and I will be sure to send you out an email as soon as the next course is available. Appreciate you guys so much, and I'll talk to you next episode. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me, and it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.